This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, February 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. President Trump is getting pressure from farm groups and rural business interests to ensure that his White House has the staff in place to address the needs of rural areas. A letter signed by more than 40 groups calls on Trump to set up an Office of Rural Policy in the White House or designate a senior member of the staff to focus on rural issues. Such an individual or office could become an added voice to ensure that the interests of rural Americans are addressed across the highest level of your administration, according to the letter. Jim Matherson, CEO of the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association, one of the groups behind the letter, said the issues facing rural America are beyond the scope of any single department or agency, including the USDA. Trump road funding plan alarms rural states. President Trump's plan to use private investment to finance his massive infrastructure initiative is running into trouble with a key Senate committee chairman who's concerned that the proposal won't help rural states. Senate Environment and Public Works Chairman John Barrasso, a Republican of Wyoming, says that public-private partnerships, quote, may be innovative solutions for crumbling inner cities, but they do not work well for rural areas. Wyoming Transportation Director William Pattis told the committee yesterday that offering tax credits for investors wouldn't be enough to supplement whatever revenue the projects would produce. Pattis was speaking on behalf of Wyoming as well as four other states, Idaho, Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota. The 2009 economic stimulus bill authorized the use of so-called Build America bonds to pay for infrastructure projects. But Pattis said that only one of the five rural states for which he was speaking used those bonds to borrow money. And even in that case, federal funds were used to pay the money back, he said. Cindy Bobbitt, a county commissioner in Oklahoma, said rural roads benefit the entire country, but counties are struggling just to maintain the roads they have. We grow the agriculture products in our states and rural counties, and it has to be delivered to the urban areas. Environmentalists sue over Trump regulatory order. The National Resources Defense Council, Public Citizen, and the Communication Workers of America have joined in a lawsuit challenging restrictions that President Trump is imposing on agency rulemaking. Trump's two-for-one executive order requires agencies to eliminate two regulations for every one new one that's issued. The lawsuit claims that the order exceeds Trump's constitutional authority and that it would prevent agencies from carrying out their responsibilities under various laws. Lawyers in the nation's capital have been struggling to figure out the order's implication. An analysis by the OFW law firm concluded that it would require USDA to eliminate some regulations in order to issue a rule implementing the new GMO labeling requirements. But another analysis by the Bracewell law firm notes that it isn't clear what kind of regulations would count toward meeting the two-for-one requirement. The possibility that killing two tiny rules might be all that's necessary to make room for one large rule. According to the analysis, anyone who has been involved with federal regulatory issues can imagine how an agency could easily game the two-for-one requirement. House Ag Committee announces their first two hearings. House Agriculture Committee gearing up for consideration of a new farm bill with a pair of hearings set for next week. The first hearing, next Wednesday, will look at the state of the rural economy. The second hearing on Thursday 
We'll look into the pros and cons of restricting the types of foods and beverages that people can buy with their SNAP benefits. Nutrition advocates and industry groups have long resisted imposing new purchasing restrictions on the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Democrat firing back over SNAP report. A leading Democrat of the House panel, Jim McGovern of Massachusetts, says he's writing a response to a report that the committee's Republican majority issued in its lengthy investigation into SNAP. McGovern doesn't believe the report is factually wrong. He just says it seems slanted to avoid admitting that SNAP, quote, is a very, very good program. McGovern says that his analysis, which he plans to release ahead of next Thursday's hearing, will be quoting from the lengthy testimony that the committee took during the last Congress. President Trump urged to challenge China on U.S. ethanol and distillers' grains. The U.S. Grains Council and two ethanol industry trade groups, Growth Energy and the Renewable Fuels Association, they're asking President Trump to challenge Chinese duties on ethanol and distillers' dried grains. Last month, China hit U.S. distillers' grains with anti-dumping duties of 42.2 to 53.7 percent and countervailing duties of 11.2 to 12 percent. China also has increased its tariff on U.S. ethanol from 5 percent to as much as 30 percent and 40 percent. Those tariffs are, quote, undermining the substantial investments our industries have made in developing a cooperative and mutually beneficial trade relationship with China, the groups report in a joint letter to President Trump. Stabenow adds to Senate Ag staff. Kevin Bailey, a veteran of USDA and the Obama White House, has joined the Democratic minority staff at the Senate Agriculture Committee. The Iowa native, who had several posts at USDA starting in 2011, was most recently senior advisor for USDA's Rural Utility Service. He also worked at one point for the White House Domestic Policy Council, handling agriculture and immigration issues. Well, here's today's They Said It. As you witnessed firsthand during the campaign, the issues facing rural America are no less significant than those facing urban parts of the country, but can more easily be overlooked because America's small towns and rural areas make up just 15% of the nation's population. Those are comments and a letter to President Trump from farm and rural organizations. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, February 9th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the American Association of Crop Insurers. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.